It used to be that having multiple streams of income was a luxury. Now, it's a necessity. Hey y'all, my name is Jay Helms and I wanna give you my origin story on how I got to comfortably, comfortably exit the W2 world and how or really why I started this whole W2 capitalist movement. So the backstory is, during the 2013-2014 timeframe, um, I had a tri trifecta, or what I like to call a trifecta of life events. Let me explain. In September 2013, I got married to my amazing and beautiful wife, Cassie. Uh, in April 2014, the company that I was a principal at and had spent 10 years growing was acquired. Now, that acquisition was not going well, and it was not going well very quickly. Uh, by that, I mean resources were being pulled from departments and not replaced, customers were leaving, and our new owners, who were backed by some venture capitalists, looked at me and a couple of the other leaders like, well, what happened? <laughs> um, well, what happened is the acquirees were not living to well, up to what was discussed in due diligence, and they weren't listening to me and those other leaders of the company they just acquired to write the ship, so to speak. So now... Here comes the pressure of, is my job safe? So that was life event number two. So number one was getting married. Number two is we were acquired. So let's chat about number three, right? It's probably the most important. Number three, about the same time the company was acquired, my wife and I discovered uh, kid number one was on the way. So all of these emotions, right? The company where I was employee number five, right? I was employee number five on the payroll which it was essentially being ripped apart. Customers were leaving. Our new owners weren't listening. That all made me angry, right? So on the other hand, uh, my wife and I had the pregnancy, which brought pure excitement, right? Excitement, joy, and confusion. And, and, and I mean, I wasn't confused on how the pregnancy happened. Uh, we were trying, but the amount of emotions you tap into on the verge of becoming a new parent uh, for the first time are, are just overwhelming, right? You don't even know, at least I didn't even know those emotions existed until we found out there was a bun in the oven. And, and quite frankly, I learned more about the female body in those nine months than I ever really wanted to know. So the excitement of becoming a, a new dad, right? Concerns over my wife's health and the baby's health, the anger of what was going on at work. I mean, it was bonkers, right? It was nuts. And in the back of my head, with all this going on, I'm thinking, if I get let go from work, we have a baby on the way. What will I do, right? And I felt stuck, especially since I wanted to be a VP one day. And not just any VP, but a VP of a huge company, right? So what I wanted to accomplish, I, want, I remember being at college and trying to figure out who and what I wanted to be in life, right? I graduated college in 2001. I was a computer science major. I was minor in business administration. I was a walk-on for the football team, aka tackling dummy. Uh, and the more I studied about business, the more I really tapped into this idea of being an amazing businessman. I even taped up this section of paper. Uh, I was going to do like this, but this in college, I had one of those, uh, if you remember those bookshelf beds, right? Those bookshelf was the headboard. So there was a little bit of a hangover when I laid down, I could look up and I'd see the underbelly of the bookshelf. So I taped up this piece of paper that read manager with an arrow to director and then a, and an arrow from director to VP. So every night I went to sleep 
I'd think about that. For years, I fell asleep thinking about this career path. Even after I graduated from undergrad, I moved to the big city of Birmingham, Alabama. I grabbed my first corporate job. And for several more years, I had that same bed. That same piece of paper was still there, right? So I was falling asleep every night thinking of ways to climb that corporate ladder to fulfill my dream, right? I always wanted to be rich, right? So now in 2013, 2014, I had hit this wall, right? I hit this wall of realization that corporate America actually sucks, right? This thing I had been dreaming about for well over a decade actually sucked. And I no longer wanted to be part of it. I no longer wanted to climb that corporate ladder because quite frankly, my morals and ethics wouldn't allow me to do so. Right. So this wall I unknowingly had barricaded myself behind was being stuck in corporate America at a job I no longer wanted, working for a company I no longer wanted to work for. And extremely me, I was extremely dependent on just one stream of income and about to be not just me. Right. Um, already had my wife. Our, our kid number one was on the way. It was a horrible place to be, especially if you have this realization when your wife is six months pregnant, which is when all this came to kind of fruition for us. Right. And for for those of you listening or watching this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a terrifying place to be. But here's the epiphany that I had. I had this epiphany when I had this. I started applying. Uh, some Google magic. So thank you, Google, for that. So I came across a few sites that discussed real estate investing, right? This is how you build wealth. Most of uh, the millionaires out there, most of the guys who guys and gals who have built some wealth have done it through real estate. And at the time, I thought, this is only a rich man's game. This is not going to apply to me. But the more research I did, the more things I started looking at, I was eventually re- led to discover the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think I have a copy back there. I was going to grab it. But Needless to say, if you've never read it, it's an absolute must read. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there is an affiliate link to Amazon in the description below. But the Rich Dad Poor Dad book is now the number one gift I give to expecting fathers because this book had such a paradigm shift for me on how I looked at making money and building wealth for my family. You know, prior to this, uh, prior to having this epiphany, I felt the only way to really build wealth was to climb that corporate ladder. And after 12 years of doing so, my salary had increased slightly. I think my first, <clears throat> I think my first true salaried position out of college was like 33000 And at the point of the acquisition in 2014, I was a little over 100000 But during that time frame, I went back to school. I grabbed my master's in business administration. I became a certified project management professional. But even though my salary grew, my net worth, now my family's net worth, was actually negative, which I didn't even know was possible, right? Um, so my epiphany was I needed to stop worrying about climbing the corporate ladder, stop worrying about impressing the CEO and my boss with the idea that I was going to be rewarded, right, with this huge gain or pay increase or increased stock options that were going to catapult me out of the negative net worth and start focusing on truly building wealth. In reality, if I impressed my boss, chances are I would gain more responsibility without any financial compensation, right? Corporate America just does not proactively reward loyalty. Now, during this epiphany, I also realized that, you know, I started asking question, who is going to take care of me and my family financially, right? Regardless of what was happening around me, this was my responsibility, right? And the way I was trying to accomplish building wealth was completely wrong. Back in the day when we realized something was wrong, we referred to this as, hey, you got to man up. You got to man up to make it right. So I needed a man up to that one stream of income, 
from a disloyal venture capitalist group that saw me as a corporate drone who needed to work harder with less resources and so trying to sell me on a bill, bill of goods, like what's best for the company, right? Now that is an equation for a horrible way to try to live and have a successful life. And I fell for it, right? And I fell for it for way too long. Not only did I fall for it, but I lacked the confidence to stand up to or man up to those guys or really, really wasn't those guys, but it was stand up to that way of living, right? And if I'm taking full responsibility for this, which I am, it is completely my fault for not finding the courage sooner to take the first step outside of the lap outside of that lifestyle. So here's the plan. I finally did it, right? So with the help of my always supporting wife, we started focusing on surrounding ourselves with like-minded people who want to build wealth and multiple streams of income by buying cash flowing assets so that one day I could walk away from being a, a corporate drone. This is my meme for drone for whatever reason. Now that day, that day came a lot sooner than expected with the COVID-19 layoffs, but all the emotions I had just six years earlier and concerns over being laid off and having a family and, you know, the pressure of how am I going to financially provide for them? I don't have those, right? As a matter of fact, this last week in the W2 Capitalist Mastermind, which I'm surrounded by Uber, I would say super Uber motivated and successful people every week. We talk about, you know, going big or going bust was what we were talking about this week. And one of their members, Adam Z, he dropped this line, which I found extremely motivating. Uh, but he said, either I'm going to be a billionaire or I'm going bankrupt. Now, Adam and I have a lot of similarities in that we're both successful in our W-2s. We have young families and we have these huge BHAGs, which if, if you've heard me talk about BHAGs before, you know what that means. But it's basically a big, hairy, audacious goal. It's a goal you never reach, Right. But it's super motivating and to hear things like that and to be around people of like mind. So you need people like that in your life, which leads me to the conflicts, right? So the conflicts that I run into are simply threefold. My personality, my risk tolerance, and the people that I let into my circle, right? So what do I mean by personality? So every personality test out there that I've taken, I've been classified as an introvert, Right. I've noticed and my wife has noticed the change in my personality, especially in the last six months of converting to be more of an extrovert. But I'm still an introvert at heart. You put me in a room with unknown people. I'm going to be the guy in the corner hoping nobody talks to. Right. If anything, I'm an introvert who now recognizes those flares. Right. That push me into being an introvert and instead of running away from them and being in that corner of that room. I'm going to run toward them. For example, doing this video. It's highly. Uh, I do YouTube lives all the time. I do videos all the time when I'm interviewing folks. I get nervous. They're extremely uncomfortable for me to do, but I know it's what I need to do to be able to grow into that extrovert personality. Second, second thing, uh, I'm a pretty risk averse guy. I was asked about this last uh, couple of weeks ago on why. And I said, I have no idea. Uh, basically the person was asking me, Hey, have you ever filed bankruptcy? No, I've never filed, filed bankruptcy before. Never even been close. Right. Um, but I'm just a pretty risk averse guy. I think it has a lot to do with the way I was brought up and the way I was raised and appreciate that mom and dad, but I only like taking well calculated risk. And quite frankly, this past week, I actually came to a realization that that part of my personality is why I'm not more successful, right? It's going to take a lot to knock those well ingrained beliefs and attributes off, but I know that's where my journey needs to be in order for me to be more successful. 
And the third thing, probably the most important, is the people that we let into our circle, right? I have a few resources on this, but surrounding ourselves with like-minded people who are striving to do the same and even more has allowed us to have the success we've had so far. You have to surround yourself with the right people, right? So, so here we are today, right? Let's talk about the achievement. We started on this journey six years ago, so here we are today, right? So in 2014, we made the plunge, right? We purchased our first rental property. It was a $22,000 foreclosure that took $9,000 to make it lovable. It rented right away at $600 a month. Today in 2020, late 2020, we have 328 units in our portfolio. And thanks to COVID, we're full-time real estate investors, right? Now, this transformation, now I am a far distance away from where I want to be, but the transformation is and, and continues to be incredible, right? Because the transformation has been more than just calling ourselves, you know, full-time real estate investors. As a matter of fact, that didn't even come to our plan until a few years after that first rental property acquisition. The transformation is I worry less about money. The transformation is I worry less about how I'm going to provide for my family. The transformation is I work on my schedule and I'm building wealth for my family, not the wealth of a CEO's, right? We now have three kids under five and I get to spend a large part of my day hanging out with them. And it's all because I found the courage to go after that first rental property. Now we have these multiple streams of cash flowing assets. And that's why I created the W2 Capitalist, right? There are approximately a hundred million W2 workers in today's workforce. If you include the 1099 folks, there's even more than that. I think it's like, uh, I think 1099s um, make up like 20%. So close to 120 million workers in today's workforce. The vast majority being millennials, right? Who are right in that age range where I was when I had this epiphany that working for the man is not going to make you rich, right? A job, a J-O-B stands for just over broke which is exactly where I was when I found the courage to acquire that first rental, right? So if I can help just 1% of that 100 million or 120 million, if I can help 1 million W2 earners have the same transformation that I had and that same epiphany that I had, I would consider that a successful career. Mm -hmm.